We do need to like have a reliable riff to start on, I think. Is that like, like a, yeah. a constant riff that we always start with? Not like the same one every time. But I, I've liked the formula of the past few episodes of like a lead-in rather than just starting with like chapter six. Yeah. yeah, like we're. I like the lead-in too. It's more we're adding more personality to it. People understand that we were communicating and conversing prior to pushing record, and that's important. Well, I like them to think that we sit there in silence, and then as soon as we hit record, we start a fake conversation. <laughs> and I guess, and I guess, by a good riff, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I want something that sounds so contrived. It's, yeah, it's got to be forced. Yeah, it, we we should find the formula to produce some sort of conversation. I want them to come in and automatically feel awkward. Like I don't want to listen to the rest of this. Yeah, why didn't they wait to push record? <laughs> yeah. Could they not have cut some of this out? <laughs> I keep doing that on accident when I edit these episodes. Um, I will. Open up Logic, yeah. import the files, put the theme song in. Um, I actually have a template that does most of that for me, has the levels and everything. Oh, yeah, baby. And then I export it, and then I start to upload it. But I never save the Logic files because it's just extra huge files right. that I don't need, and I still have the originals. Um, I don't keep the originals, um, but after I've uploaded the episode, then I get rid of all the files. But several times, I've like listened to the file, and just because of wherever my cursor was or whatever I clicked... It's not the whole episode. It'll start like midway through the theme or so, like just wherever I had I was when I said like export from here or something. Right. And I've already closed out and clicked don't save on the project. Oh. So it just take like this happened four or five times. Uh, it happens way more often than it should. Yeah. Where I've deleted everything, closed it, moved on to the next one, only to find when I listen to it like oh wait I need to go back and redo that. That's the entirety. worst thing in the world. You should probably There's save it, worse than and that then in the when world. you listen to it, the day that it goes up, then delete that project file. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <This> thanks. Is, <laughs> that's not new. That, that's not a revelation for me. I understand that I'm, no, I'm pretty deleting sure, listen, it prematurely. This, what you should do is you should save it and then delete it afterwards. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, so, I do so not what you should understand. <laughs> yes. No. You know, I, I loved my favorite thing that you did with inside of Logics is uh, that 8 bit joke. Oh, with the bit crusher? Yeah. That was a good time. Are there other filters like a voice deepening thing? Oh, there's all sorts of stuff in there. I, I mean, it's, it's limitless, and you can get all sorts of plugins for effects and stuff that, that yeah. you want to add. Could, um, could you put bass to me? See the Lots problem. Of bass. Is, yeah, I mean, I can I can tweak your your like, channel. I just want to be pure bass. Take out all the treble. The problem is <laughs> that becomes very difficult to listen to for our <laughs> listeners. Exactly. Like, well, that's what I want. I want them to have to struggle to hear my thoughts. <laughs> I was gonna say a lot of times those frequencies, like if you're listening in your car, they get lost to like road rumble and like they're yeah. competing uh, for your your hearing for, with those frequencies. <laughs> and you would like the experience for the listener to be like. Oh, wait, what did Dave say? I just want them to feel me in their chest. I want that bass to be so throbbing, you know? It just, they don't hear anything. It's a feeling, okay? It's, it's not a podcast, it's a feeling. You sort of begin to provide, <laughs> you begin to provide their internal monologue? Yes! Okay. But through sound waves, through bumpity bumps. See, but I'm listening to you talk right now, and I'm, I'm not going to try to do an impersonation of you, but you're like, it, yes! Yeah, I'm sound, I get, I get your high, voice is up, up here. Yeah. There's very little bass. I have no bass. Lead. I'm not a bassman. I'm a trebsman. <laughs> I need the bass. That's all I'm saying. Okay. 
It's all I'll, about that bass. I'll, I'll see, and I, and on the other trouble. hand, I have I know. this pure, rich timbre to my voice. Even when I yeah. try to do it, it's still really high up there. Yeah, that's my that's deep. It. That's why I'm saying if you put a if you put a deep voice on me, I could sound like this the whole time without doing this voice. I wonder how it's going to sound with the deep voice on and you on doing that, that deep voice. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> it's like Inception. I li- I just want to be imagine that the background is lit and I'm this shadow and that's my voice. Like anonymous, like, yeah. a, like a police testimonial. One of my favorite jokes is, uh, I don't know if I stole this for something. I think I did, but I did this documentary. It was a mockumentary on Bigfoot. And we were like, and the next person asked to not have his name or anything revealed. And then we shot him against you know a lit background. He was all in black. And he starts talking. And we're like, now, Troy Dickerson, what ha- happened next? <laughs> we use his full name. And then a subtitle comes out where he gives his name, his social, where he lives. It's a dumb joke, but I think it's I like in, it. Uh, did you see the HBO uh, like Tour de France mockumentary? No. With uh, is that an Andy Samberg one? Uh, yeah, I think he's in that. Um, it's like the tennis one, Seven Days in Hell, yeah. that they did, which is fantastic. I still haven't watched but that one. This either. is called Tour de Pharmacy, and it's like when <laughs> yeah. they all start. And John Cena <laughs> plays a cyclist in oh, it. Oh, I love John um, Cena, but. In it, you they have see me. they have Lance Armstrong doing one of these anonymous things, but you can clearly see it's him, and, <laughs> and he keeps saying like, "Are you sure?" It seems like it's pretty bright on my face, and like, "No, no, no, it all in the camera, it looks totally different." Yeah. and it's <laughs> he's like, "I don't think my voice is modified enough," and it, it is modified slightly, yeah, it's but it's slightly. clearly still Lance Armstrong. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do that to like you. That. Yeah, please do. Oh man, <sighs> preamble. Yeah, it was check. A good one. check. Yeah, check it off. Um, again, I think there's. I had put out on the Instagram today on the Ooh. Hardy and Sons story that yeah. we'll be taking questions. If you want to submit your questions via Instagram, uh, and then we could answer those questions. And I checked a minute ago, nothing. and nothing. Which I I think what happens is that when Instagram gets overwhelmed with a number of responses it freezes and it like makes it's a it's a it's a false negative of sorts but it looks like there's none but i'm sure they just haven't come through yet let's just instagram keeps crashing we keep having these issues where they're going down yeah fix your servers or you know whatever whatever it is and we keep getting whatever that theoretical high uh like number of likes where then it just resets so all of ours look like they have like 11 likes, Which 20 insane. likes. Which is insane. Yeah, it's after it hits that, uh, what is it, like 11 million, it can't go past those digits. If you look really small in the corner, you see to the power of two. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it only shows up on Razer phones. <laughs> 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 the only ones with the resolution for yeah. it. Otherwise, it just looks like a bug. Yeah, otherwise, you're just going to say, what's that on my screen? And you keep swiping it. And each one of those swipes is a like. Exactly. And then an unlike. And then an unlike. Then so you like. keep swiping, and that's why we're, we're losing and, and gaining, and it's, it's a terrible thing. I've got a phone call with Instagram next week, and I, I have a list, and this is at, at the Oh, it should be at the top at of the it. At the top, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, seeing that we were trending harder than Stranger Things Season 3 yesterday blows my mind, and that was just from a simple story that was posted. Yeah. It wasn't even a question. It was just, here's a story. On the personal side of things? Yes. On the real? Yes. One would say? I've deleted the Instagram app from my phone because nice. I found myself overchecking it. Yeah, um, but I download it, I use it, and then I get rid of it, and that's been my my uh, process as of late. 
Um, but I, I was in that mode where, like, anytime I was, like, waiting online at a store or, like, yeah, you, pop you know, out. whatever, I'm just, like, mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. Yep. And I didn't like that about myself. Um, but I do notice that with this reduction in Instagram time, I'm missing some stories here and there. And I, I don't feel great about that. What also helps is I'll put it on my desktop computer. The Instagram app. Do you so have an just, Instagram app on your desktop computer? Yeah. I didn't know they had an app yeah. for your desktop computer. Uh, for the desktop computer. So <laughs> <laughs> for a personal computer? <laughs> I don't use it on the laptop computer because I can carry that around with me. But if it's just on the desktop computer, how often am I sitting at the desktop computer? Not very often. It's about boundaries. You know? It's about boundaries. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bounderman. I've, I've, tried, I've, I've tried to do that. I'm actually grateful that Instagram does not have a full-featured website. You can't do messaging... Um, and things uh, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. And so Instagram for me personally, I use a lot for like connections with, with video production. Like mm-hmm. I think more often if I'm on set with people, it's not like, Hey, let's exchange business cards. It's like, Hey, follow me on Instagram and we can talk there. Yeah. We'll, you know, exchange information once we're connected there. So there is like a, a good use for it. It's not just completely mindless. I just need to get, get my habits in check. And uh, yeah, a I hear that. Out of check. Yeah. It'll do that. Um, so I think though, all of our fans must be doing that at the exact same moment uh, during these three hours at the you store. You know, so, it's... And that, that might explain also... It's Independence Day resolutions. Exactly. People always do Every this kind year, of thing. they'll come back next yeah, week. New but, Independence Day, new And that's me. actually naivete on my part for having posted this during the Independence Day recession. Yeah, well, it's not your fault. I mean, you have to post. That's part of the Instagram algorithm. If you don't post, then you're forgotten about. That's right. Next year... Just like a little lost child on a milk cart. Next year we'll do better. You, oh, you say that now. Chapter, Chapter six. six. <laughs> the strange message. So oh, we, I forgot that was the name of this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense how it ended then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were laughing at this after... Two chapters ago, when they were rubbing the ankles and wrists of oh, yeah. uh, of who, Bill Jones, Bill Jones, obviously uh, after they were rubbing his his ankles and wrists, you and I both misread this title as the strange <laughs> oh, massage, this, which, yeah. <laughs> which would be a fitting description <laughs> for some of the action in this book. And you'd also said in that episode that we, and I, I know this because I just listened to it. And as we're recording this, we have not released Chapter 5 yet. That comes out in like three days. And so what's yeah. fresh in my mind is what you said in Chapter 4. So when this comes out <laughs> as Chapter 6, there's going to be some continuity errors. But in that, in Chapter 4, you were talking about how they, uh, the action is not really where the good stuff is. Yeah. It's, it's in the lulls. In the, yeah. And man, if this <laughs> chapter isn't just so indicative of that point where anytime it's just like them talking for a minute or like transitioning between locations and having a conversation in the car. Yeah. It's, it's, that's it's where gold, the gold baby. is. That's where it. the gold's at. That's when we both did the same thing of just audibly like we're reading in silence and you just hear, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So uh, we always say that we read these chapters. You know, we, we don't. We do a hot take as soon as we're done with the chapters. Then That's we push the hot takes. We don't discuss beforehand what we're going to talk about, but we read at <laughs> similar paces. Um, we we sort of go back and forth of who's a little bit faster, but we read at similar paces. Yeah. And I'm so excited when I hear like a <laughs> yeah, because I know like in a in a pair in like 15 seconds I'm going to get to some golden line, and there are three or four of them today. 
there there's a there's a few great ones and some good setups. So when we last left the boys, they uh, came into the Kane's farmhouse and found them tied up in the living room, bound and gagged. Mm. And mm. then they were like, "What happened?" And for several moments, Mr. and Mrs. Kane were too upset to tell their story. But finally, the farmer staggered over to the window and pointed down the shore road. They went that way, he roared. Follow them. Uh, and then, who? Those thugs who tied us up. They took Jones. End of chapter. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Great cliffhanger. Yeah. So this chapter opens up with uh, right where we left off. Yeah. Um, directly. They're not in the car chasing them. They're no. still in the same conversation. Yeah. So uh, Frank asks... Uh, how long ago did the kidnappers leave? And uh, about 10 minutes, replied the farmer. Maybe you can catch them if you hurry. And I thought, would have been about eight minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you hadn't paused before going over to the window and telling us. No, I, I can't talk right now. Hang Just on. hold on. Hold on. I'm too upset. And then, so, so they're with his their dad. rubbing his temples. <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> Take Frank. your medicine. Calm down. They're with their dad, which is somewhat unique. Yeah, Fenton's with them now. They drove them there too. They yeah. didn't ride motorcycles. They're no. sedan in it. Yeah, they they uh, they seldom get to sleuth with the dad. Yeah, and so this is a little father son son sleuthing <laughs> trip. Uh, and I was somewhat the father shocked. and the son and the son. Oh, nice. Yeah, is that the sequel? That's the sequel. The squeakle. <laughs> um, so I, I'm shocked at some of the back and forth between. Fenton and his sons and some of the like decisions that are made and we're, we're once again right back in that mode of like really aren't you like a good detective like you're <laughs> supposed to be known for this you're world and famous this is sir your, right this is your method okay but uh so come on dad Frank cried let's go after him Mr. Hardy needed no further urging he and his sons ran out of the house and jumped into the car so they, it, I don't know what notes you have here. You've got quite a lot underlined here. I, I have some coming up. I, I think at we're the, at your first underline there. Oh, that just, it says, that's rough stuff, Joe said to his father. Uh, I thought he, it said, Joe said to the farmer. And I was like, wait, they're in the car. Where's the farmer at? So <laughs> I just got confused. Everybody in the car. <laughs> yeah. So that one doesn't count. That one doesn't count. So, yeah, Joe, that's rough stuff. Barging into a house, tying up the owners, and kidnapping a guy? Yes, Mr. Hardy agreed. It looks as though your friend Jones is mixed up in some kind of racket. Real quick, is is in italics there. And oh, so, yeah. I, like, that just is. makes it seem like more of an epiphany to Mr. Hardy. Like, yeah, looks as though your friend Jones is mixed up in some oh, kind of racket. Yeah. Those men must have been pretty desperate to risk breaking into an occupied house. And all I could think is, I don't know how desperate these men were or nervous, considering when another man who was just like injured, beaten up, bloody with a fake name entered the house, they're just like, well, let's get you some pajamas and let's rub you down. <laughs> some pajamas and a back You rub. want my silks? <laughs> I have some broth. They got little hearts on them. My name's embroidered. You can have them. See, I underlined that and wrote, uh, I think the the risks to breaking into an occupied house, yeah. uh, there are only two risks. Uh, either that there could be guns in the house. Like at this time, like you break into somebody's house and they just shoot yeah, you. Yeah, they're locked and loaded. Or no risks whatsoever. <laughs> As you are a group of smugglers with hand grenades. In the middle of the country, <laughs> just, you, you've yeah, you've got, they're, 
This is the 1920s or 50s. We're not really sure (laughs) now that they've been rewritten. Not everything got updated. But, like, if they leave, you'll never catch them. There is no way. You have two eyewitness accounts. They didn't have, like... One of the like Google Nest cameras, like yeah. as, as the doorbell, like there is no trace of these individuals no, other than so a fake easy. name. Yeah, and so yeah, I don't think you have to be that desperate <laughs> to risk these not getting caught. These guys were crazy. What they do? They walked into someone's house, and did they get caught? Of course not. <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely the 1920s. not. <laughs> this, is, this is a farmer and his fat wife. What do you think they're going to do? Dust off your footprints, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Are you wearing circular track pads on your shoes? You know how, like, have you seen The Transporter? I love The Transporter. Such a good movie. When he presses that button on his stereo and his license plate flips to another license plate, I feel like the Hardy equivalent would be, like, press a button on their shoe and the tread changes (laughs) slightly. And then the cops are just completely befuddled of, like, it looks like there were 16 people (laughs) here. Guys are all like, oh, no, couldn't have been my shoe. My shoe looks like this. But yeah, for Mr. Hardy to to finally Actually, now relent. That if I'm ever going to commit a crime, I'm going to rub the tread completely off my shoes. See, that's exactly what they expect you to do. And then you've got then I can't run. Yeah, you're going to slip. What if I just do it in socks? One banana peel. You're, you're <laughs> oh, done God. for. I'm so. down. Yeah, you're right. If this is Mario Kart rolls, I'm not going it's nowhere. Over. Um, but yeah, for Mr. Hardy to be like, oh man, I guess this guy who had a grenade thrown at him in a boat, uh, by people in a larger boat is mixed up in some kind of racket. (laughs) Like, yeah, you think he wasn't fit. He didn't like catch the better fish (laughs) and these guys got mad at him. It wasn't like they were, (laughs) they were wakeboarding and he caught the good wave and they got all mad. Like, of course there's foul play. Of course this is part of something bigger. No, you don't, you don't say, do you Finn? Oh, jeez. So uh, so they drive past the Pollock place. Um, they're following some tread marks. And then the problem with tread marks, uh, another car entered the road. <laughs> and then <laughs> there goes that plan. Um, but so uh, they, they pass the Pollock place. And they get to a hilltop where they can have a clear view of the road mm. winding along the coast for several miles. There was no sign of a car. Um, I don't know how fast cars were at this point, but they could have driven like just barely past and hidden slightly, like yeah. turned off the headlights. Yeah, problem solved. You're, Easy. you're invisible. Easy. Like I, I just don't. They, they're like, oh, there's no way we got them. Yeah, the thing is, they also have this clear view for two miles. So we're talking about how fast cars go, how fast vehicles are. It says we a few miles. I, I want to push back there, or several miles, because I read that a few right. times. Here they had a clear view of the winding road along the coast for several miles. Several miles. So eight minutes. We did the math that uh, if they were going like 60 miles an hour, this place was, what, six miles from home? Yeah. It's like maybe a 15-minute ride. Yeah. Okay. So there's no way that they're not seeing these people because if this is the 50s or 20s, those cars ain't going more than 30. No. 35, especially no, this dangerous roads you that they're get going down. Crank they're on the cliff. engine on the front. Yeah. yeah, they're on the dead man's curve. They're not going wild on this. Speed demon's still out there. Yeah, unless their car turns into a boat and they just drove off the edge of the cliff. Possible. <laughs> Let's not rule it out. Yeah, I like this whole transporter idea of this novelization. They, it would be amazing. 
I'm trying to imagine a road that you can clearly see for several miles because I think the only way that's possible hmm. is if like you're in a desert or so. Like if there's any cliffs, there's going to be something that's obscure. Yeah. There's going to be a hill where you can hide just over the. You cannot clearly see all of several miles of unobstructed road without it being like suspiciously smooth territory yeah. or being such a well-known point for that. Like, Oh, well it's a lookout point where you can see the road for several miles. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't buy that, that they did get away and go completely like further. Yeah. Like I think they may be closer than we think. I did too. They found a bat cave or something like that. Yeah. Pulled off they inside also pulled of it. past pilot place. Wow. We were talking about tongue twisters right before we pulled started past Pollock's place. They, they pulled past Pollock's place. Um, <laughs> and so they, they could be hiding. It could be a hideout where they pulled into Pollock's place instead of... So uh, they pulled into Pollock's place with pulled pork? With <laughs> pulled pork and Peter Pan. Perfectly placed Peter Pan pulled peanut butter. pork. <laughs> yeah. But... Which Peter Pan peanut butter got uh, recalled, right? It's bad for you. Is it? Wasn't that a whole I thing? I literally had Peter Pan peanut butter <laughs> on a sandwich today. Crunchy. With a little I, bit of honey. Look into it. That may be a lie. Also, this was from like 2009. It's my only knowledge of Peter Pan peanut butter. I hope it's not butter. the same batch. Still, <laughs> they're still trying to push it. I guess they could have fixed it. But given, given that they had issues with Pollock Place before, yeah. I think they sort of discarded that quickly. Like, well, they couldn't have turned in there. <laughs> yeah. must have gotten away kids so uh oh, yeah I, we've lost them i guess said frank in disappointment as mr hardy brought the oh, sedan to this. a stop they had too much of a head start joe remarked if only we got into the farm sooner which i, I was just like you could have yeah. you had to have that supper you had to have dinner I, I added or that the canes had not paused for so long <laughs> prior, to, prior to saying, follow them. They weren't, like, trying to describe these no. people. So they made them they wait were... for, like, go. Go that way. Yeah. If they're following, though, uh, tread marks, that's telling me what? It's on a gravel or dirt road, right? Yeah. I think... I think so you're not going to... Sorry. Tread marks in the dusty road. In the dusty road. Yeah. So there would be dust spit up in the air still. You ever driven down a country road? I mean, you can see that dust probably five, six minutes after you pass. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Unless the sea breeze is clearing it out way too quick or kicking up oh, darn extra. Darn sea breeze. You're right. Yeah. I keep forgetting they're on a cliff. Yeah. The ocean is right underneath them. Oh, Mr. Oh. Hardy agreed, turned the car around, and once more the Hardys headed back to the farm. On the way, they discussed the mysterious kidnapping and speculated on the identity of those responsible. Um, and then here... We get just a fantastic piece of sleuthing from Joe who says, I'll bet those men in the other motorboat saw us rescue Jones or, I'm sorry, or else they heard somehow that he'd been taken to the farmhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, you know what I'd say? <laughs> probably, probably what happened. Yep. Uh, th those are the options. They either saw you or they heard that you did that. They either saw you do that or heard that you did that. <laughs> okay, those are laid out in the tables. All right. Any thanks, more Joe. brain busters there, Joe? <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> good job on the detectives. <laughs> did I do good, Dad? And then and then uh Frank says gravely, Well, if they are the kidnappers, 
I wonder what will happen to Jones now. They may try to kill him once. Or, I'm sorry, they tried to kill him once. <laughs> Mr. Hardy says, <laughs> do you, you want to take it? Maybe they'll just hold him prisoner. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> they threw a hand grenade at him. <laughs> they left him to die. <laughs> and now they've gone through the trouble of kidnapping him. Yeah, they tied these people yeah. up and they drag this man we, out. We were going to kill this guy, but you know what we should do instead? We should take him prisoner. Feed him. <laughs> yeah. We should feed him for several weeks. And How like, much does it cost to keep a, a jail running? How much do you have to feed your prisoners? Three meals a day, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're applying. You have to get them those special chips that are only in jail that are supposed to be the best chips of all time. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, it's a real thing. Oh. It's like a, some sort of uh, spiced ruffle, and it's only served in jail, and it's supposed to be the greatest chip ever. It's like a red hot chip, too. It's, it's supposed to be spicy. It's a very spicy. Uh, but I think you can buy them through Amazon. Just type in prison chips. On uh, Google, and you'll find you this. Had, you had built such a lure to this, like, they're only available in prison. <laughs> and, then like, I, yeah. and, and I'm starting to think, like, man, who do I know in prison? <laughs> yeah. That Like, how do I... And then, and then you finish with, like, I Andy, get him on Amazon. <laughs> now, yeah. So, literally so anyone... So many prisoners complained about it when they got out that they couldn't have it, that... Uh, I guess the people who made the chips were like, well, I guess we should put these on Amazon, because there's X amount of people released every year that go to prison. That yeah. hit bigger demographic, you know? Maybe Bill Jones is one of them. But when I found out about it, too, I thought the same thing. I was like, what small misdemeanor can I do to get into prison for like a month? Yeah. Truthfully, a day would be great, but that would just be in a holding cell. I wouldn't actually be in prison. They'll just give me bologna sandwiches. You need to ask, like, excuse me, what crime must I commit to get those chips? <laughs> we, we, yeah. Excuse me, sir. I just sir. see us walking up to a judge and be like, listen, I'm just looking to do maybe one week hard time. <laughs> what, what do I got to do? I just want I want a couple meals. Okay, I want to hit the weights in the yard, this play is, some basketball. Are we talking like tax evasion or like <laughs> do I need to stab somebody? And not like a full, uh, just like maybe a little bit of a prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just a little tiny like stab. Absolutely a superficial I mean, wound. I know I got to draw blood. <laughs> you know, if I do it with a dull knife, I'm not going to go to jail, right? Jury's going to have to see a pretty gruesome photo. Yeah, you got to see blood. <laughs> Bust a few veins. I don't know. How's your grandmother? I really want chips now. <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. Say hello to your mother for me. Uh, Wahlberg. Yeah, chips sound good. They were probably afraid he'd tell all he knew and couldn't afford to leave him at the farmhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fenton. Thank you, Fenton. Uh, um, yeah, back I, to the I canes. have a note on this paragraph, this next one, but do you want to uh, read it? When, uh, they, when they got back to the canes? When they got back to the canes. They found the farmer and his wife somewhat recovered from their harrowing experience. Miss Kane was busy straightening up the kitchen. Uh, I wrote hashtag feminism <laughs> and I've started, uh, I've, I've, that's the only thing that I, like when, when Mrs. Kane first entered Mabel, as we learn, when Mabel first oh, entered yeah. uh, the story, she was just a plump woman. Yep. Meanwhile, everyone got more description. So I'm just using hashtag feminism <laughs> as my like note. They're like, oh yeah. I love, I wanted to start doing like a, uh, a woman in kitchen counter. So every time there's a woman in a kitchen, we do a little nick on a piece of paper. And at the very end, we add it up. And it's like, oh, this many times in this book, there was a woman in a kitchen. What is that? You may know the name of it. What is that rule for like female characters? It's like a, a, a test you put them through. If they like exist for the plot where they're not directly romantically involved and they like, do you know what I'm talking about? No. 
Okay. It's worth looking up. Um, there's a, a thing like in movies for female characters that most movies don't pass. Um, I'm going to search for female oh. character test. Care. I like this. This is interesting. Test. Clearly, the Hardy Boys don't follow this. This is this is called something. Uh, the Bechdel test. B e c h d e l. The Bechdel test. The Bechdel test, Bechdel. also known as the Bechdel Wallace, uh, or just pronounced Bechdel. Excuse me. Bechdel Wallace test is a measure of the representation of women in fiction. It asks whether a work features at least two women who talked to each other about something other than a man. The requirement mm. uh, that the two women must be named is sometimes added. Um, and so, in the Hardy and Sons here, no. We have, <laughs> not had, we have not, in the first book, there was never a conversation between two women yeah. at all. Yeah. It was always between a man and, like, they would talk to Callie Shaw or something. Right. Um, or Iola. But, it, like, we never saw, like, Iola and Callie just chatting it up or Mrs. Hardy talking to uh, Adelia Applicate. Yeah. And so... Swapping recipes. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, there's... But there's so many movies and stuff that don't ever have that that qualification met of two Ooh. women talking to each other that isn't just about a man or a relationship or something yeah. like that. Um, Dang. And yeah, this so I, I'm not surprised. World. I'm not surprised that this mm. uh, that this book is is failing the Bechdel test. Man, um, yeah, that's a, that's a disappointing thing to hear. I know, right? Yeah. Think of your favorite movies. Yeah. Does Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have a scene where April no. and Neil? Uh, she's always talking to the turtles. She's the and only the female second, character. Yeah. she's the only substantial female character. There's one. Even that's in it. the second one, the third one they introduce. A female character. Yeah, Yoshi's mom. Yoshi's mom, yeah. But they give her <laughs> April O'Neil. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's not in the third one. Son of a gun. I the know. turtles have let us down. I know. I always thought the turtles were such pillars for feminism, <laughs> but alas. <laughs> well, East, East, East meets West. They introduce a girl turtle, and she has a conversation with April O'Neil. Oh, is it about which one of the boys they like? <laughs> yeah. Is it? I really like Donatello. Uh, it probably is. Yeah. I don't doubt that. I don't know. Yeah, darn it. Yeah, man. So I, I feel like for the Hardys, we should expand that to like: Is there a female character who isn't involved in preparing or cleaning up a meal? As of now, no. Even the first time we see Kali Shaw, she has a cake. she has a cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when she goes to visit the Robinsons, she's bringing them food. She's bringing them food. Yeah. And when they meet her at Chet's, they're eating Welsh rabbit. Yeah. Now, there was one scene in the first book that I remember we were like, hey, they weren't doing anything. Mrs. Hardy did something. She she took oh, the yeah. car it, and ran an errand. It was yeah. probably shopping. Well, yeah, uh, it was definitely food, shopping. But <laughs> we cheered her on, though. Yeah, there was there was that moment. We support you, Miss Hardy. But so far, we have yet to meet a female who serves either no uh, romantic or food preparation purpose. Man. Anyways... Um, so they're, they're, they're debriefing with the Canes. Now the, the Hardys are back. Um, please tell us exactly what happened, Mr. Kane, Joe urged. Uh, and then he tells the story of, you know, they just came to the door. They said they knew Mr. Jones. They said it was his brother, but they didn't look like him. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, wait, if you're his brother, where do you live? And then they just sort of pushed past, tied him up, and uh, and off they went with, with Jones, who couldn't put up much of a fight because he was still so weak. 
He wasn't weak. He was relaxed. Yeah. Full body massage. You're just like, oh, yeah, they set him care. up for failure. I melted here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know in The Godfather <laughs> when they kill Mo Green? Yeah. <laughs> yeah same thing. He, how do they kill Mo Green? He's getting a massage. He's getting a massage. Yeah. yeah. It's just the <laughs> yeah. same. Man, that would have been the fake name to use. What's your name? What's your name? My Mo name's Green. Mo Green. <laughs> what a great character. Oh, yeah. What a great film. So, to, this, to all of this, Mr. Hardy says, I'm in the middle of, of page 48. Oh, yeah, baby. This whole affair is very peculiar, Mr. Hardy observed. Perhaps Jones is mixed up in the smuggling going on around here. But who were those four men, I wonder? Like, this is not actually that peculiar. Yeah. One of the smugglers was tried to be killed by the other smugglers. Yeah, clearly this man either did something, stole something, or somehow upset these men. They tried killing him. Your sons helped him out. He went to a bunch of crazy farmers. What's peculiar? You get this? It all runs down. Yeah. This is like... I feel like they're all sh- like this. This is Frank and Joe's uh, being naive earlier when they were like, "Well, a smuggler wouldn't throw a grenade at one of their own." Oh yeah, like there is no honor among thieves. That's yeah. that's a thing. That's 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 no, the pirate code. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's the opposite of the pirate code, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm what, not do a, I pirate. Look like a pirate. To you, I'm not a pirate or a thief. I haven't written yo ho yo ho hoy yet, so I haven't researched pirates enough. I am a thief. Is that the next line? No. Oh, this you're is, a thief? What did me. you steal? I don't want to talk about it yet because I accidentally stole something. And when I found oh, yeah. it, I felt horrible. And I have not yet had time to remedy the situation, return to the vendor to don't make it right. It. Keep it. Oh, I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to go pay for it. Don't, don't. Worry I can't. About it. You've already I think about it, it every day. You've won. You've won. Every day. You beat the system. The value of the product was $2.99. And my total purchase that day was 300 and something dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still not okay with it. Less than 1% of the sale. I, I don't feel good about it. You're crazy. You're, I'm sorry. You're out of your mind. I'm sorry. I was but, just with a friend. We were at Walmart and he stole Listerine strips. He's like, I'm not going to pay three ninety nine for this. And I said, you shouldn't. See, I can't support that. That sounds... <laughs> I was also at Six Flags with him and he stole a water bottle because they were charging five bucks for it. <laughs> Do I know this person? No. Good. I don't want to. I don't want to know a, a, a thief. serial a thief, thief, no less. Multiple he offender. He just steals the necessities, though. Water and Listerine strips. As somebody who makes necessities, and by that I mean episodes of the Hardy and Sons podcast, yes, that's a how would you like it if somebody just listened to one of our episodes for free without being a patron? How would that make you feel? Well, you've got me. Yeah. I would be very upset. Yeah. I would be. I am very upset. Just thinking about it. <laughs> well, now I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so as a thief, I understand that I now living outside of the law. Yeah, dude. That I'm no longer Welcome. given the protection of it. And that's what these gentlemen that's where they're uh, living. are experiencing. That's where they're living. Oh, I love this. Oh yeah, you, can, t- you can take us through that. Is this where we're at? This is where this is where we are at. Uh, let's see. Uh, do 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 So the Mrs. Kane is just saying, like, if it wasn't for you, we have no idea how long we'd have been tied up for. Thank you for coming. We're glad you came. And Frank's just like, yeah, we're glad we came too. 
And here it comes. You folks say your name's Hardy, said the farmer. Any relation to Fenton Hardy? Bum, bum. Right here. <laughs> the detective <laughs> smiled. You got me. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I love that. I would oh, like I would like to, to know you. <laughs> I would like to imagine that as he's saying right here, he's pulling out a headshot and signing yeah. it. <laughs> Just him. Who do you want me to make this out him, to? Right it's a here. Picture of him leaning against a sedan. Is that okay? Kane, you said was it Kane and, and Mabel over there? Maybe I got a, sp- a special one for you, and it's just him like cutting a pancake, or it's food related or kitchen related. <laughs> you can put this on just the fridge. for the women. Yeah, <laughs> it's him without. I a made shirt. it kitchen related because that's where you normally are, covered it's, in pancake batter. It's him without a shirt, but like we discussed before, like he's not in particularly good shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's the twenties. He's just sort of not overly fat. He's got the Robert Mitchum body to where you just wear your pants so high up to your nipples that like it, it just looks like you got a big barrel chest. You're like, he's in shape, wow, right? I can't tell. Pecs. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> big shoulder, big pecs. <laughs> high pants, would, fast talker. I would love to find a model who would be willing to play this body type for us and we could put signed photos of Fenton Hardy up on the store. Oh, those would sell out oh, immediately. My gosh. Unbelievable. Oh, if you guys want those, uh, let us know. Yeah, women around the world <laughs> be clamoring for it. I got so clammy. Oh, well, if anyone can get to the bottom of this business, you can. The farmer says of Fenton Hardy. Great, good faith. I love it. Uh, so then they leave. They go home and uh, and they get back. They they follow the, the father into his study, and then this, this inter Shit. interaction happens. What do you make of all this, Dad? Joe asked. Mister Hardy sat down at his desk. He closed his eyes and leaned back in his chair a few moments without speaking. A minute ago, when when you were about to like take us through the the any relation to Fenton Hardy, yeah. You were trying to find your paragraph, and as you were like, um, let's see, where is it? Like, that to me was like excruciating because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like, that the as, you have it underlined as we listen to this and stuff. But even like, it, just the pause of like, even though you have it underlined, like, well, how far back do we go? Like, yeah, to set this up, and that was probably like six seconds. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. David, just I'm just get gonna it take it. And for Mr. Hardy, like, <laughs> so what do you make of all this? And to not say, like, well, I don't know. Let me th- hang on. I- I'm-, I'm thinking. Instead, he just silently walks behind his desk, sits down, and closes it. his I- eyes. I imagine he does one deep breath. It's just this inhale. It's just. And then he holds and he doesn't <laughs> exhale. Just... It's it just, it's dead silent. And they're just like, first of all, he's not exhaling. Where Frank and Jeff have to look at each other and be like, is, he, is, is that all right? <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> exhaled yet. Oh, man. I Terrible. have only one theory, he said at last. The kidnappers are probably Snapman's friends. Snapman. That means you boys may have uncovered the fact that there is a whole gang of smugglers around here. Uh, and I've got a couple notes here. Yeah. Um, kidnappers probably are Snapman's friends. Not at all true. Yeah. 
Uh, it could also just as on as easily be they are Snapman's enemies. Yeah, and they're competing with yeah. the smuggling. Um, we heard this is where the Snapman's uh, boundaries are. We're going to take over because yeah. that's what criminals do. And we also, have, especially when dealing with drugs, we have no evidence that Snapman is, is involved in any of this. Oh yeah. Snapman as of now of, is just a name that Fenton just has this thing against the Snapman guy. Earlier I feel he like he it, went to high school with him and Snapman beat his record. You know, like Fenton is a senior. He's got the most uh, free throws. And then Snapman comes in as a freshman, beats his score. And now there's this forever thing of like, I'll tell you yeah. who did it. That's Snapman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, wait, your friend that, that stole from Walmart. What's their last name? Snapman. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. It's a legacy. Um, but this news of like, that means you boys may have uncovered the fact that there is a whole gang of smugglers around here. Like, uh, that's not yeah. new or was, helpful yeah. news. That's, I was going to say, wasn't that the first thing he said to them? Is like, boys, I'm working on this smuggler's case. Like, what did you imagine? There was just one here. smuggler? <laughs> Isn't that what a gang is? A, a cluster of smugglers? A soul, a lone wolf operation. I like oh. that the brothers were pleased with their progress. It's like, what progress? Yeah. You lost your only like, lead <laughs> for supper. And your dad was nice enough to say, like, well, I guess you proved they're smugglers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We did good, right, Joe? Thanks. Yeah, Frank, we're doing real great. Uh, what do we do next, Dad? Joe asked eagerly. Second to last paragraph. You can take Fenton. There. I want to evaluate this case from every angle. You know, I want to stop there because yeah, that's a that's the right answer. Yeah, as a detective, that is the right answer. But the fact that this is predicated upon his clear like hunch for Snapman, I feel like he's not going to hit every angle. He's only going to hit the angles that have Snapman in charge of the smuggling. And uh, I know that is knowing, a fair point. Knowing this, as I say it, that. This book will absolutely end with Snapman <laughs> yeah. being the kingpin in the well, smuggling yeah, ring. Yeah, that's a given. One hundred percent. That's what's going to happen. They're, like this will not be clever enough to throw us a curve. Um, I I embrace it if it comes, <laughs> but I just feel like I know better based on the last book as well. We're not uh, going to find the Snapman. They're not going to open up a closet door and Snapman's hanging from the inside of that door. Right, and it's Jones not be wasn't a mystery. Snapman in disguise. Oh, this what is, if Jones is the Snapman? He's not. <laughs> yeah. I just know. Yeah, well, thank he's you. He's not. This was what happened in the first book, as we came up with all these theories, and we got really excited, and we it's should never Dalian do that. Who hit, yeah. Yeah. And then, sure enough, it was the Penn's name got they another found family. The... No, he doesn't. He's just a New York scene plays. Maybe. We're going to get to that in just a minute here. <laughs> Um, yes, yes, yes. I'll think about it and talk to you later. And with that, the boys had to be content for the rest of the weekend. And then uh, brothers came downstairs Monday morning, where Mrs. Hardy was putting their breakfast on the table. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> um, in answer to your boy, to the boys' inquiries, she replied, "Your father went out early this morning in his car. Mm. He didn't say when he would return, but your dad didn't take a bag with him, so he'll probably be back today." Mrs. Hardy was accustomed to her husband's comings and goings at odd hours in connection with his profession and second family. Yeah. And, or, I'm sorry. And she had learned not to ask questions. <laughs> hashtag feminism. Uh, yeah. Fenton could so... He has these people wrapped around his finger. And, yeah, he's, he's got a second family. 
at least at <laughs> least one yeah. extra family, maybe multiple. He has to. There's a there's one other hearty child out there. Oh, maybe that's who Nancy Drew is. Oh my god. I have a Nancy Drew book I haven't read yet. Fenton Hardy has an illegitimate child named Nancy. The first first character we find with the last name of Drew in this book will know. Yeah. Will know. If there is a Drew. Um, So they go to school. Uh, I guess we're left on our own to try to figure out something about these smugglers. Uh, And then we get, and I think you, I saw you bracket this entire paragraph. Oh, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Later, when they reached Bayport High School, the brothers saw Iola Morton standing on the front steps. With pretty, dark-haired Iola was her best friend, Kali Shaw. Kali, a blonde, vivacious, brown-eyed girl, was Frank's favorite among all the girls in his class. I wrote, uh, I added, Kali, a blonde, vivacious, fertile, brown-eyed girl. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what they're trying to get to here. Callie with oh. wide birthing hips came down the hallway. I feel like this is another situation of the author owning a telescope <laughs> and his neighbor was just this chick named Callie and he was just writing and he just, you know, has got a little telescope drawn onto her. His Moves wife leaves the, the house and he's like, ah, there she is. There's Callie. The blonde Shaw. bombshell. Vivacious. Fertile. He's like, oh, let me get that two time scope on. Oh, those brown eyes. <laughs> Let me put in a different eyepiece. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that is. Wow, yeah. How are the ghost hunters this morning? Oh, I forgot about this. Iola told me about your adventures on Saturday. Um, And so here they're talking about... (laughs) the Like, this was, I think, from last chapter, the chapter before, about, like, the the, uh, canes... Yes. New, like they had some kids who'd hung out at the pilot place and they thought somebody was playing a prank on them because the voices and the same thing happened to the Hardys and they were like, oh, maybe it's a prank. Yeah. And when we get back to Bayport, everyone's going to have a good laugh at us because they stole our telescopes and eyepieces and motorcycle tools. Um, but as the day wore on and none of their classmates teased them or brought up the subject, the Hardys became convinced that the ghost had been serious and not just playing pranks. And yeah, I didn't think it was pranks at any point, but this is one of those things where like maybe they just didn't un- <laughs> maybe you didn't see these these kids. Yeah. Um it's entirely possible that it was still a prank. And this is like, well, I've never seen him around town, so he must not be from maybe around here. Maybe they didn't go to your school. Yeah, maybe they went to Milton High with Bender. With Bender, yeah. Maybe <laughs> it was Bender. We haven't ruled out the or Bender maybe theory. Chet was the only one hearing things because he has so many concussions <laughs> from Bender. Maybe, maybe oh, geez, Chet hears Bender things in so his hard head. I'm hearing voices. <laughs> oh God, they're back again, Jeff. They didn't say that Iola Morton was Chet's sister, did they? No, they did not bring that up. That's true. Yeah, that is his sister. Sweet young woman, too. Anyways, uh, if any of the fellows at school had done it, they'd have been kidding us plenty by now. Um, Right, Frank agreed. Joe, do you think the smugglers had anything to do with what happened at Pollitt Place? That's a thought, exclaimed Joe. 
I that liked... house on the cliff would be a great hideout. If the smugglers could make the house appear to be haunted, everyone would stay away. I like his response of, that's a thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it is, Joe. Hey, you just said something, right? Look, yes. Look at Joe. Oh. <laughs> look at Joe's <laughs> detective work. He figured out that that was a thought. <laughs> Nothing gets past I, Joe I like Hardy. that they think, though, like, in their minds that these smugglers sat around like, hey, we should take over this house, but how do we make sure that no one comes to it? What if we convince people it's haunted? Does anyone have a tape recorder with a remote control <laughs> yeah. that hasn't been invented yet? Why would they just put perfect. up a no trespassing sign? Who's going to go through the trouble of being like, okay, let's rig up this house because if anyone shows up, we need them to believe it's haunted. Yeah. Because everyone believes in God. Yeah. Or real blood from Bill would Jones. You, would you put a candy bowl over there with one of those hands that pops out in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just have somebody sit on the porch with a, a pumpkin on their head motionless and then jump up yeah. when people get close. I've got $15,000 worth of dry ice. What if we just put this around, put a little water on it? Or shoot one person. <laughs> no one else will come around if you shoot the first Let's person. Let's take over around. this house, kill this man, and tell everyone there's ghosts there. Don't worry, no one's going to show be up. Fine. I hear his nephew's a real turd too, so we're and he's good. He's just as closed mouthed as old Pollard <laughs> yeah. was. Talking about that Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Cotter or Codger? I think it's Codger, but I don't it's know. Codger, yeah. Because a cod would be a it's fish. Sort of obsolete vernacular at this point. Closed mouth old Codger. Um so it's wish- really harsh. It's a harsh thing to call someone. Closed mouth old Codger. Yeah, just yeah. The, the term Codger kind of gives me the heebie jeebies. It yeah. seems mean hard. You know, that's not a good word. I don't have a good like visualization of what a codger is. I'm I'm picturing a curmudgeon. Yeah, I'm I'm picturing a hermit, but a fat hermit. Okay, you're adding weight to it. I'm in, adding in your, weight. I'm adding weight and I'm also adding bad dental hygiene. Okay. In fair. my codger. That's bad skincare too. I feel like this would be like good exercise for like a, a workshop that we do of like, all right, everyone get out a pen. No, draw, draw a codger. codger. <laughs> Let's see what we come we get up a with. Bunch of animals too. <laughs> no, sir, that's a badger. That's <laughs> uh, that that's, is cabbage. That's the L.A. Dodgers. <laughs> uh, you drew the entire roster of the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> oh, good. I love hockey jokes. Uh, I wish Dad would get home so we could take up this idea with him. But Mr. Hardy did not come home that day. Uh-oh. And here we get Is to this. Is this another page 50 no hearing from Hardy situation going on? Is that what happened in the last book, too? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Man, what a bold move if the author decided to kill off Fenton Hardy in book two and just put the Hardy boys out I mean, that's got to happen. That happens, right? Eventually? Uh, no, I think Mr. Hardy lives on in perpetuity. <laughs> Maybe he's the ghost. Maybe he's the ghost that was haunting the place. You know, we were talking about, like, turns out, like, the brothers were, like, the same person. or was, like, the, the author's sons that had died in a tragic <laughs> yeah. accident. But I think we could also find out that Fenton Hardy was dead the whole time. <laughs> this isn't a stretch. This is a uh, uh, M. Night Shyamalan situation. Um. But Mr. Hardy did not come home that day, and uh, they're thinking about, you know, what could this mean? Uh, Let's not worry Mother about this, Frank said. But if Dad's not not back by Wednesday, at the latest, I think maybe we should do some inquiring. 
Maybe Pretzel Pete will be able to help us. <laughs> this man you've never met. You've only heard his name mentioned. You have no idea where to find him. You're just going to walk around town and be like, we're looking for Pretzel Pete. Well, to be fair, the one picture we have of Pretzel Pete in the opening <laughs> cover, <laughs> yeah, there's not... He, I mean, if you find him, you know you found him. <laughs> he has... <laughs> A bunch of pretzels and a hat that says Pretzel Pete. I just imagine him wearing pretzels like bracelets. <laughs> I imagine when they first approach him, the boys being like, are you Pretzel Pete? <laughs> the guy's like, who wants to yeah, know? Obviously, I'm wearing a Pretzel Pete hat. Yeah, he's got pretzel like earrings and everything. I imagine, too, it's like the Matrix where he's got a trench coat. No, and He's like, what are you looking for? I got salted, unsalted cinnamon, twisted sticks. I'm Pretzel Polly. <laughs> <laughs> you looking for Pete? That son of a beast thing is coming on my territory. He's I've just been Donald Trump now for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretzel Party Polly. Pretzel Party Polly. Now we're talking, good sir. Um, but well, then after that, oh, I like that. Let's not worry, mother, too, because clearly she's not going to know if her husband's been missing because she's delusional. <laughs> Let's not worry, Mom. She got some of that special medication <laughs> yeah. from Mrs. Robinson. She's just like, it's Tuesday. Your dad hasn't been back. No, Mom, it's still Monday. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, sometimes the sun dips up and down without it actually changing days. What year is it? <laughs> Who's president? Uh, I like this line. Uh, maybe, maybe perhaps people will be able to help us. Joe agreed. Wednesday was the start of their summer vacation, and they could give full time to trying to locate their father. I just think that's such a weird, <laughs> like, well, dad's missing. But, yeah, uh, but we got to wait for summer. But summer's almost here. <laughs> <laughs> Can't miss baseball What's practice. It? Summer's almost here. I just imagine that. Uh... Oh, What's that song I'm thinking of? School's out for summer? No. It's Alice like, Cooper? Ah, love, parties that never end. And, and, and twins. I, you don't know that song? No, it's it's clearly it was, from a movie. It I was in like. Scary Movie 3. Okay. So it's just like a party song. I just imagine that. That's the party dude, you know? And just twins like, was the last and, one. And, and, and twins. <laughs> yeah. And, and twin. twins. I love summer and twins is the line. Well, there's a lot that goes in between that. I just don't remember <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> I think we'll, it's something about parties that never end. We'll look that up between yeah, episodes Yeah, I feel like this episode, episode, this episode should end with that song. I don't know. I don't know. But the due to copyright, role. we yeah. should definitely not do that. We should uh, do an acoustic cover. Well, yeah, that's a Obviously. given, like a Dave Matthews style cover. Yeah. So maybe this summer we'll get around to finding Dad. <laughs> 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 what are you guys gonna do this summer? <laughs> Find Dad, maybe. <laughs> Go down least... to the marina, and get some pretzels, talk to Pete. <laughs> maybe look for Dad. Uh, on Tuesday oh, afternoon, Dad. the mystery of Mister Hardy's absence took a strange turn. And again, this is one of those like narrator points of like you could have just said like tuesday afternoon frank and joe came home from school to find their mother seated in the living room carefully examining a note that she evidently had just received which is the rest of the paragraph but instead <laughs> they added this like on tuesday afternoon the mystery of mr hardy's absence took a strange turn oh yeah stay tuned that just gets my go that gets me riled man i'm ready i want to know what happens next so they miss hardy's like look at this note boys and it's a typed note from fenton hardy that says uh, she, are they like, what is it? A word from dad? It's supposed to be. So it's a, a typed note with a, with Fenton's signature, sort of, that says, <laughs> I won't be home for several days. Don't worry, Fenton. That was all. 
There was nothing to indicate where the detective was, nothing to show when the note had been written. And that was narrator or narrator exposition there. That wasn't that could have easily been like Mrs. Hardy said there was nothing to indicate where the detective like yeah. this is the narrator being like, also notice Guys, I'm here. <laughs> Don't forget about the Don't narrator. forget about me. Here's the thought. I'm the narrator. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so then she says, you know, it came in the afternoon mail. It was addressed to me like, why are you worried? At least we've heard from dad. But I'm not sure he sent the note. What do you mean? You want to give me that last paragraph there? Your father and I have an agreement. Whenever he writes me, he puts a secret sign beneath his signature. Fenton was always afraid that someone would forge his name to a letter or note and perhaps get papers or information that he shouldn't have. Frank picked up the note again. There's no sign here. Just Dad's signature. It may be a signature. If not, it's a very good forgery. Uh, I just think it's funny okay. that, that Frank picked that up. Like, after this, like she's upset because she's like... Doesn't he, have this. Yeah, it, he, when, when everything's okay, he puts a sign on there. Well, this one doesn't have the sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why, yeah. That's why Frank, she's that's upset. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> that's why things took a strange turn. Um, if dad didn't write this note, Joe asked, who did and why? I, just, so I see Frank taking the note and he like, pulls out his magnifying glass and you know, he's like looking. He's like, I can't see it. Maybe I need direct sunlight. And he takes a letter outside. <laughs> lights and it on still, fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a note that only but, appears. Mom, I lit his note on fire. <laughs> he throws it. All of a sudden, the uh, the garden that used to be a barn catches fire. <laughs> and she's like, we should have kept it a barn. Should have kept the it barn a barn. Burned too. He's like, oh, it's okay. I got all these chemicals in the crime lab. Goes up, accidentally grabs something flammable. You see how this goes. This keeps cascading. When I was in, when I was in chemistry lab one time... We yeah, had, we had all of our, our burners out, our Bunsen burners. We're doing Love this thing. The We're burners. doing some distillation, mm-hmm. and in distillation, uh, we had this apparatus set up that was being boiled. Stuff was going up in it, and then into a sink. Um, and we were, we were boiling off some alcohol, and mm-hmm. we also have alcohol handy to like sterilize or not sterilize, but yeah, clean off the the counters and stuff. Right. And something tipped over and lit on fire, oh. and like a bottle of alcohol poured onto the top of the sink, so that was burning. Hell yeah! Like the sink, which was full of water, was on fire. But then this gas that was being like coming down this hose and being cooled down and being released into the sink, every time this <laughs> thing released a bubble, it got to the surface, and that bubble of gas caught fire, and so there were these. Big oh. flames, like these fireballs every few seconds shooting out of this flaming sink. And then uh, someone in the class, this guy, grabbed one of these squirt bottles of ethanol, which we oh, used no. to, to clean the surface, and he's trying to stamp it out with this <laughs> bottle. But the bottle along the seam splits. Oh, and no. so every time he stamps it, ethanol shoots out, and there's another <laughs> fireball. And finally, our, our uh, teacher, uh, Dr. Jansen... Uh, came by, very calmly strolled over. There was no urgency <laughs> to his step whatsoever, and he just turned off the gas knob because oh, it was, it was awesome. alcohol, so it yeah. burned off instantly yeah. if it wasn't that's... being fed. And it like just gave this um, guy a look of like, you idiot. <laughs> this is why don't you take stuff. a C? Yeah, Chris Jansen. That's a D. That's I had the same issue of like you don't think whenever something happens like that 
of I was listening to my MP3. I think it was a Zoom or a Zune or whatever Zoom, it was yeah. called. I was listening to that in math class, and it short circuited, and it turned all the way up. So it got really loud, and then all of a sudden, everyone around me could hear that I was listening to music. So I had long hair over my ears, nice. and I wasn't paying attention to math class. Nice. And immediately, I'm just trying to turn it down. It never crosses my mind that I could just unplug, unplug the, the headphones. headphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a whole ordeal of about 20 seconds. Not fireballs, but you, you saw the dumb metal head just... We were talking about... That and at the end of the last book of like those moments of like pure embarrassment, oh, and yeah. I talked about like the, <laughs> yeah. the roly poly on my hand and how I carry that what scolding with me. Again? I said it tickles. It tickles. Yeah. Why did I say that? What I should have said was nothing. Dang it! I love those moments in life. I wish I had more. I wish I had a knit tickles. Well, Maybe. that sounds creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are on the last and paragraph And on we go. Uh, your father's many enemies, criminals whom he has been in- instrumental in sending to prison. If there has been foul play, the note might have been sent to keep us from being suspicious and delay any search. Give us that last piece. Foul play. Foul play. Then you think something happened to dad? What did she just say, son? Yes. Something <laughs> obviously happened to Clearly. dad, Frank. Do you, you see his signature, Frank? You you're took never going to be a real detective. <laughs> you're never going to be a real detective. You have no intuition whatsoever. You're nothing like your brother, Frank. I, I feel like Frank would be like pause for a real long time and be like, but the note says don't worry. <laughs> Why would the note say don't worry if we should be worried? Why would someone sign it Fenton Hardy, if that's not their name, Why Mom? would they lie? <laughs> so much of the Hardy's detective work is based on the assumption of pure honesty. Red Jackley on his deathbed. You see, some, the Jones. world is a, it's a tough place where people lie. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean you don't understand? What do you mean? I don't. People lie. What? What do you lie? What is that? Have you seen the invention of lying with Ricky Gervais? Which one is that? That sounds familiar. It's the one where he invents lying. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't seen that. That sounds good. It's it's that he's like at a, at a bank. It's this town where everyone always tells the truth. Yeah, and he realizes one day that he can lie, and he invents lying. Oh, and like he's at the bank, and uh, they're like, I'm sorry you don't have enough funds in your account he's like really i thought i did and she's like oh well then you must i'm sorry it must have been an error on our end uh and then she like gives him more money yeah and then he realizes like oh my god i can just lie and everything everything changes and yeah uh so it's 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 a well it's a cute movie it's i think it sounds sounds like it it. has a good message in the end yeah yeah lie lie be a liar be a liar steal from walmart <laughs> if you spend three hundred dollars, you get two dollars free worth of stealing something. Be a snapman. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and be a thief. It's your snapman. <sighs> that's all. Yeah, that's it's an it, interesting one. It's not. No, it's not. We're back <laughs> in the same thing as we were last time. A Fenton is missing, and now the boys have to find him. But he's going to show up two weeks later, be completely fine, infiltrate a. Uh, a smuggler ship, I guarantee this. Remember right? in the last book, he, <laughs> he went in disguise in the halfway house and we... The, the pirate! It's happening! Matched him in the pirate costume. Like, 
I feel like now he's like, oh, the pirate costume would be perfect. <laughs> Help me polish he shows this up wooden with these bird. smugglers, like these 30s <laughs> smugglers. They're all in like plaid jackets with they're fishing just, caps no, on. Just overalls and no t-shirt. He shows yeah. up in like a, a red full velvet jacket. <laughs> this parrot, Long, he's got his curly sword. hair. He pulls out his compass. <laughs> True north is that way. <laughs> Onward! It's clearly a fake peg leg. <laughs> foot sticking out the back of it. It keeps getting stuck in holes in the ship. <laughs> it's like, I should have gone with a thicker base. I really should have. It doesn't keep getting stuck. He keeps pretending like it does to draw attention to it. Like, whoops, fellas. My peg leg got caught again from being... Being a pirate, it's okay. I'll just pry it out with my sword. <laughs> this over cutlass. here. Have you seen my telescope? <laughs> you just got that pocket-sized telescope. He has hooks on both hands. Yeah. <laughs> just, somebody give me a hand with this. I'm st- struggling to put away this telescope on account of both of these hooks. <laughs> I just imagine him fishing now. They like they grab his ankles and they put him overboard and he just sticks his arm Swing in the water. The hooks through the water. <laughs> Almost got one, fellas. It, it's on, it bit. It's a big one. Ah, life at sea, boys. <laughs> He's the only one with a really rough accent for no reason. Ah, good morning, fellas. <laughs> what are you doing? And you introduced yourself as Fenton Hardy. <laughs> I can tell he comes on with a basket of fruit too. He's like, no one's getting scurvy on this trip. <laughs> He's like, man, you want to really pull this costume together? It's like a monkey on my shoulder, but I couldn't get one, so instead I'll just keep bringing it up. Like, ah, maybe my monkey will come back today. It ran away just yesterday. Anyone seen a monkey around here? It's mine. <laughs> It helps peel bananas for me. You know, I struggle on account of these hooks. <laughs> I'm his eyes. He's my he's my hands. It's a blind monkey. A monkey just has this, like, bandana over its eyes. I'm like, why is it blind? Oh, I tried petting it one too many times. <laughs> All of his animals. <laughs> I'm wildly <Why>? scarred. <laughs> <laughs> dog has an eye patch and he, he doesn't change his last name he just adds an extra r to it so it's mr harney <laughs> oh, that was that was some low-hanging fruit and i'm glad it was harvested oh god it was an easy one mm. uh i'm gonna well, i maybe think... we'll find out oh you're gonna you're gonna do that Oh no! I got, I got, I got, I got a little hearty history for you. Yeah, a little hearty history. Let's let's hear a little hearty history. One, but I, I think that it's going to clear up some, uh, some things that we've gone over here. Uh, chapter two, the proposition. So we're with uh, Leslie McFarlane. Uh, he answered an ad placed by Edward Stratmeyer, who was the founder of Stratmeyer Syndicate. Uh, the ad said, "Experienced fiction writer wanted." Uh, Strapmeyer was a book packager who created profitable who created a profitable uh, method for publishing children's books. Okay, but he used a specific assembly line for each book. 
so no matter what line, whether, you know, whatever detective series or children's book it was, your authors had to follow this assembly line. And the formula went like this. Hire a freelance writer, give them a template for the book, chapters must end on a cliffhanger, the characters can never get married, dialogue must be snappy, and most importantly, you cannot reveal you're the ghostwriter. You have to use the name provided. Uh, so Leslie was given two books to read and choose one in which he would like to uh, write some sample pages for. He was informed that after choosing the book that you know he was going to write samples for, that he'd be given an outline for the opening chapter, and then he had to expand that into 2,000 words. Uh, of course, this trial paid nothing. And uh, uh, But if the chapter pleased Stratmeyer, he would be commissioned to complete the book, 20 chapters in all, for a $100 flat fee. No royalty. Uh, but he did have a promise of other lucrative assignments to follow if you know they liked the book and bought it. Uh, but yeah, Stratmeyer would provide an outline for every chapter. So it was this man in charge, and he's like, here's 20 chapters. This is exactly what I want to happen. Fill in the blanks. Wow. Well, I guess at the time, if, if this was the originals, it was like 25 or 26 chapters. They were longer. Yeah. They got pared down. They got pared down to 20. But So Stratmeyer's sort of the... Stratmeyer's the genius behind all of this. The genius behind the yeah. Boys. Wow. So these ghostwriters, they did nothing. And I like how in there was like, and they can never reveal that they're the ghostwriter. And this is in the biography of, <laughs> yeah, of the, the ghostwriter ghost talking about <laughs> how he wrote these books. He's like, well, Stratmeyer's dead now. Yeah, oh, that contract's poor, void. Leslie's family just got like all the royalties taken away. Yeah. A huge lawsuit <laughs> came out following this biography. Stratmeyer wanted this to... He wanted to take it all the way to the grave. To the grave, yeah. Didn't do it. Poor Stratmeyer. Poor Stratmeyer. Poor Stratmeyer. And now Leslie is up in heaven waiting for <laughs> us to get to chapter seven. Yeah. <laughs>